0: All right, all right, all right. Time to get started on the latest episode of Geek, so to speak, podcast. Shaw's not here though. Shaw, Shaw. He's usually here with bells on. Hmm. Wait a minute. What's this? What's this note? It's a letter from Shaw. Dear Wonder Rob. Sorry, couldn't make it to this week's podcast. Busy finally losing my virginity. Oh my gosh. Who am I going to get to replace shop? Come on, shop, well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're best of friends co-hosting all of our shows now. It's time, it's time to, to celebrate start. our energy With new shows for you to blast every freaking week. Come on, shop, it's time to let our geeks speak. I hear you rob my speak, has crazy tech. We move of Marvel, DC's okay. Our content rocks, geek news all day.
1: Game of we play for fun I'm Trekkie proud, Phasers to stand Film and TV, our force is strong Geek so to speak, where you belong
0: Geek so to speak, so to speak, geek so speak, so to speak, so to speak, geek 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 so to speak,
2: geek so to speak, 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 so to speak, geek so speak, geek so so to speak
0: Welcome back, fellow geeks, for another episode of Geek So To Speak podcast, your source for all things geek. We're talking movies, TV shows, comic books, trailers, video games, geek news, and everything in between. This week's no different. Of course, I am your co-host with the most, Wonder Rob, coming to you live, well, semi-live from Southern California, and on the line with me is my best friend in the whole wide world, the yin to my yang, the cheech to my chong, Sha. Oh, that's right. He left a note. He's not here. Hmm. Hold on a second. Let me call in the Geek Squad. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Hello, Vactor. Hello, Mark. I need you here s- soon as possible. Oh, you're here. Did you guys see that? How fast they got here? Welcome to the show, (laughs) the the corrections department, Mark Vibbert, and welcome to the show. Our comic book expert, Vactor, loves being on the podcast. Vactor, how's it going, guys? Woo!
3: And Mark's here too. Oh, Mark.
0: (laughs) All right. So, as you know, and I'm talking to you, gentlemen, as you know, Schaff's not here. He's busy this week getting married. He's finally losing that V card of his. Ooh. How many times am I going to make that joke <laughs> over the podcast? Not nearly enough. But he's too busy. As, uh, what's, the, what's the word? He's, um, you know, when you get married and you, you got to solidify the marriage by doing it. What's Enjoy that word? Yeah, he's hiding the pickle of his marriage. <laughs> and so our... Our staff, Mark and Vector, I almost said Mark and Vibbert, Mark and Vector (laughs) so generously stepped up to the plate to help me continue Geek So To Speak podcast this week. So thank you, gentlemen. We greatly appreciate it. We being me and Shaf and, of course, the listeners appreciate it, too. And Sylvie. Uh, Mark's dog in the background. (laughs) Shout out to Sylvie. Now, listeners, if this is your first time listening to Geek, so to speak, podcast, well, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform it is you're listening to us on, or if you're checking us out on YouTube, awesome, even better. Or if you're checking us out on Twitch, because we are streaming on Twitch, thank you for joining us there as well. And for the loyal listeners, the geek, so to speak, fluffers that come back week after week after week. Thank you so much for the new listeners and the returning listeners. If you haven't already left us a review on Apple podcasts, well, if you could do us a solid, leave some kind words. It could even be an emoji. It can be, you know, a math equation. It can be, it it can even be criticisms. Not that we really want that, but you can leave us literally any review on Apple podcasts. And it does two things. Number one, it's going to help us get noticed on the algorithm that is Apple Podcasts, but number two, there's a special, special reward for people who leave reviews on Apple Podcasts. And it just so happens, you guys, that this week we did get a review on Apple Podcasts. Let me pull it up here right now. Ah, uh, here we go. We got a review from a Christopher Ma 12. Now, I don't know if Christopher knows what happens when we get a review on Apple Podcasts, because we've been quiet on this lately, but he's about to find out. So let's go ahead and cue that music. Oh, yeah. This review is coming in from Christopher Mao, 12. He says, great podcast, five stars. My good friend and
4: co-worker, Mark
0: Vibber. Uh, Mark, I'm trying to set the mood here. No interruptions. <laughs> My good friend and co-worker, Mark Vibber, has a segment on this podcast. And I just have to say, besides turkey wrap, being his favorite. This is his favorite thing to do. Geeking out with all his best friends. Highly recommend this to anyone. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I'm so hot and bothered by that review. Thank you so much, Christopher Ma, one, two. That's going to last me until the next review. Okay, cut the music. Cut the sexy music. Yes, anybody who leaves a review on Apple Podcasts gets a very special sexy shout-out, regardless of what they type. Even if it is some in-jokes that we don't understand <laughs> with our corrections department, I will still read it verbatim, sexually. Uh,
3: yes, no, Mark? No, speaking of that, I'm going to do a, a live correction. <laughs>
0: Oh, a live correction already. It's not the corrections area yet, Mark. I know. But all it's, right, I'll let you have it. This is your this is your forte. Hit his, us with his, the live correction.
3: His last name is pronounced Moss. So it, his name literally almost sounds like Chris Moss, like Christmas.
0: Ah, oh, that doesn't sound like a correction, Mark. That sounds like a fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> like more like a fun fact. But thank you for Christopher Miss for joining us on the podcast this week with that sexy review. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now, let's see. Did I get to everything? I told everybody to subscribe. I did the sexy review. I did. So, what that means, guys, is that we've got a lot of geek news to talk about. We're going to get into all the latest uh happenings when it comes to Spider-Man because there's a lot. We got a lot of video games news this week. But usually, you guys, before we get into any of that, Shrop and I like to reminisce about each of our weeks. But Shroff's not here, so this is gonna be an opportunity for us to speak as a group on the podcast. Mark and Vector, tell me, we'll start with Mark. What you been up to this week, buddy? What, what geek musings have you been entertaining yourself with?
3: Well, uh, this past Sunday, your cousin Adam, uh, my, my, my neighbor. Oh, yes. Uh, he came over on Sunday and we watched the, the newest episode of Dexter New Blood. Dexter been, New Blood. Yeah, we've been enjoying. That. I won't give you any spoilers though, because I know you're waiting until the the full thing is aired yes, before you watch it. You're right. I'm trying but to stay away. We have been en- enjoying it uh, quite <laughs> a lot.
0: Okay, uh, tell me, how does it compare to the terrible last seasons of Dexter? Well,
3: what, I, what I'll say for it is that the guy that's show running this uh, like this new like limited series uh, was the showrunner for seasons one through four. Mm-hmm. So if that gives you any kind of indication about the quality of it since seasons one through four of Dexter were the better seasons of Dexter, then it's, it's more <laughs> in line with those first four seasons than the seasons five through eight.
0: Oh that's good because they're a friend of the show, Jeff W, he, likes to say that it's crap (laughs) that he is not enjoying but i know he's he see you two are on different ends of the spectrum like you tend to love almost everything and jeff w tends to hate almost everything (laughs) (laughs) so what i gotta do is i gotta take both of your opinions and just smush them Smush them into one Jeff W's from the seasons change podcast everybody if you didn't know that uh, who is oh, the podcast is co hosted by factor, uh, but we'll let him talk about that, uh, but I'm glad to hear that you're enjoying it so it's it's holding up how many episodes is Dexter out or have right now. Uh,
3: right now, I believe four episodes have aired and I believe it's supposed to be 10 episodes total. But I might have to correct myself in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Self correction. Ooh, yeah. there's a first for everything.
0: All right, all right, all right. What else is going on, Mark?
3: Uh, but I know I don't know know if uh, Trent had to deal with this. I think maybe uh, Kathleen did with uh, Spider Monday, with oh, the boy. whole ordeal of trying to get tickets for opening day, or just even tickets for sometime opening weekend. I, yes. I was up until like 1.30 a.m. that night trying to get tickets because I got some for me and uh, who, who had a brief uh, discussion earlier in this episode of Chris Moss. He's going with me that opening night, uh, and then I'm going with my wife and son that weekend. Uh, but uh, like just getting both sets of those was it was harder than any of the Star Wars movies that have come out recently. Or Endgame or Infinity <laughs> War, and you'd think some of these like ticketing websites would figure out how to I don't know, make their servers not fall to crap every time a big hyped up movie like this tickets go on sale.
0: <laughs> you would think, right? Yeah. But it's not just them; it's ev- it's everybody. It's yeah. it's when video games are coming out. It's when pre-orders on new video game systems. Nobody's ready. Nobody anticipates everybody wanting everything at every time always. That's not a thing. But you did get your tickets, which is yes. a, which is what's important. <laughs> and kudos to you. Hey. You know I was reading that some people are scalping their tickets. And there's even one person trying to sell their opening night Spider-Man No Way Home ticket for $25,000. <laughs> Imagine you paid $25,000 for that ticket and you're sitting next to somebody who paid like $16. dollars
3: <laughs> Feel like an idiot.
0: Would it be worth it? I guess so. If you got that much money, I guess no. more power to you. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Anything else good going on, Mark, this week?
3: The last thing that I did this week that was separate from uh, what you guys did this week on Wednesday, that small thing that we had to go to Wednesday. We'll talk uh, about that. Yeah. We'll
0: save that for the the, the yeah. collective update.
3: Uh, yes. was uh, just basically organized my garage and started getting the Christmas stuff up and oh. found out that Sylvie likes the taste of Christmas tree, fake Christmas tree. <laughs> so that's fun.
0: Oh boy. Are you keeping an eye out for those like plastic little green strips in her poop? She's, a, she's oh, decorating yeah. the house in the backyard with it <laughs> or the litter box. Um, for everybody out there listening, you need to know this. Uh, Mark's adorable miniature schnauzer puppy is the only puppy or dog I know that is litter box trained. And that's wild to me, Mark. (laughs) Like, that's absolutely wild to me. (laughs) Back in the day when I used to be a dog trainer, people would ask me if I would teach their dogs to do that. And I would always say no. (laughs) (laughs)
4: I'm not teaching your dog to do that.
0: (laughs) So kudos to you, Mark, for the patience. (laughs) <laughs> Teaching your dog hmm. to use the litter box. She's
3: about 90% successful with
0: it. <laughs> hey, yeah. Better than 80%. Yeah. So that's yeah. good. All right. Good, good, good. Good week, Mark. Good week. Glad to hear everything's yeah. doing well for you. Now let's let's shift gears and talk to vector our comic book expert. Now, Vector, tell me what what geeky things have you been indulging yourself in lately?
2: Well, I've been trying to keep up with comics, as I always do. And, trying to keep my boy, Wonder Rob, up on comics as well. What? But also, besides trying to trying to put everyone, including the corrections department, on my back, and and <laughs> shoulder the weight and the burden of all these comics. <laughs> also, I've been trying out some more games on Game Pass. Oh, all right, all right. Tell me all about what you've been playing. Well. There was a game that I recommended to you earlier today, mm-hmm. and it was a dungeon something. I don't even remember the name of it.
0: Oh man, it, I'm gonna have to go back and look it up. I'll find out right now. It was Pull up the old Discord chat.
2: Something dungeon. Let's
0: see here. Um, don't worry, everybody. Chase is you on the case your, about
3: your about your sex dungeon.
0: Hey, hey! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> We keep that between ourselves. We don't put that in the chat. That's between our private uh, Snapchats. Oh, yeah. That's, that's just
3: that's just the Red Room discard.
0: <laughs> sick.
2: <laughs>
0: I can't find it. Where Dang. is it?
2: It's something Dungeon, Unidungeon or Undungeon. I'm pulling up my Game Pass right now to see what games I got. Because what I do is every time there's a new game and it says, most of the time, if it says Action Adventure, I just download it. No matter what it is, sometimes I'll do some RPGs, but most of it is action adventure. Undungeon, yeah. Undungeon is the name of it.
0: You found it before me. All I found was the picture of your Google calendar that says the Whopper is turning 64. (laughs)
2: Yeah, (laughs) that too. That was also part of my day today. I got a Whopper with tax for 40 cents today. Oh, my goodness. And they're doing it tomorrow as well. The only hamburger that I like at Burger King,
0: I can't think of any other hamburgers aside from the Whopper at Burger King.
2: They got the regular, like, kids' meal hamburger. All the other ones that are not Whoppers do not taste like they're cooked on the grill to me. They take the rest of them taste like mushed. So I don't like the rest of theirs. They See, are actually. Do
3: you, do you prefer the Impossible Whopper or the original
2: Whopper? With. That one, I can go either way, but most of the time, I only like the Impossible Whoppers from, I'm sorry, the Impossible Burgers (laughs) from restaurants like uh, Cheesecake Factory and Red Robin. Those ones have the best Impossible Burgers.
0: I've never thought of trying the Impossible Burger at Cheesecake Factory. Oh, interesting. Very
2: good. Very good.
0: But I like the Impossible Burger at Burger King because, you know, they just grill it on the same grill as that Whopper. Ooh. It tastes exactly the same. It's got that meat
2: undertone.
0: <laughs> and as long as it's got the meat undertone, I'll take it. I'll take <laughs> it. Still good to me, you guys. Sick. But you were telling. Uh, go back to that game that you, you said you were playing. What was yes. it called? Dungeon? Undungeon?
2: Dungeon. Mm-hmm. And it's by Tiny Build. It's an action adventure game action adventure role-playing experience and you know a lot of these game pass games i've noticed at least the ones that i'm downloading they all have a very zelda influence on them very like you're going from dungeon to dungeon there's a lot of retro a lot of either trying to be 16 bit or 8 bit art Mm -hmm. and they're trying to capture a lot of our childhoods i think we're the, the prime audience because I don't know how many kids today are, are coming up saying, I want to play these 8-bit-looking games. I want to play some 16-bit. They have no nostalgia for that. so um, I kids found, have no
0: respect. <laughs> no respect for the past.
2: I, I found a lot of those to be interesting. But then they all start to feel similar. They all start to feel the same. So what I'll do, what I've been doing, because I've I had, um, like, I want to say 50 games downloaded this morning. I was going through and I was just, all right, let me play each one for five minutes. Whatever one stands out to me, I'll keep it. So I'm down to 35 games right now on my game. (laughs) 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 But I also have to say to myself, is this game better than Deathloop? Is this game better than Death's Door, Guardians of the Galaxy? All the games that I'm playing that either I paid money for or it's like Halo Infinite, where I got it you know, free on Game Pass, but I would pay money for that. That is A-plus top-tier gaming right there. So I'm playing that every day, Forza Horizon 5. And which one of these games is vying for my time? Because they're all precious. Because I know, both of you guys know, having a newborn, uh, your time is very valuable. So you have to split it up and into little chunks and say, all right, what do I have time for right now? So Undungeon has been a fun one that I've been playing today.
0: All right. All right. I'll put that on the old list because, you know, I'm in the same boat as you. If there's a new game on Xbox Game Pass, I'm like, Let, let's let's play it. Because the, the beauty of Game Pass is you already own these games. Yes, yes. No matter what game comes out, you own it. Yes. So, well, I mean, you don't own it, but you own it. If, yeah. <laughs> if that makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> So there's no harm in in trying something because if it sucks, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Just delete it. And I've, and I've um, had some really good games that I've run into like Deer Simulator or some really bad games that I've run into like X01, which is just a <laughs> bowling simulator on mountains <laughs> or whatever that is. Did you shake your head at Deer Simulator?
2: You know, I tried that out this morning and <laughs> <laughs> I felt like i was either Shaff or Vibert on mushrooms on sh- uh whatever you guys are taking your hallucinogens that you guys love so much uh, <laughs> your edibles yeah mark i was one i i had no idea what was going on i was a deer riding a horse i was a deer <laughs> riding a horse with guns as antlers and then I was shooting everything and everything was blowing up just from my gun. (laughs) And then my neck stretched out. This is like a fever dream. I don't know what is going on in that game.
0: Oh my gosh. That's so so funny. Uh, There's a, I have a let's play of it on the geek, so to speak YouTube page. And there's a moment in that game where just like you, I go into the game and I see giant, Uh, Salmon swimming in the sky, elephants and like, what is even going on in this game? And there's a giant koala bear climbing, (laughs) climbing a skyscraper and eventually I got the the guns for antlers and I said, let me shoot. Let me shoot this koala. Let's see what happens. And he immediately killed me. (laughs) Laser shot out of his eyes. And destroyed me in a second. And that's what I said. I'm done playing this game for now. (laughs) Because I couldn't stop laughing. (laughs) That game is nuts, man. But some of my favorite genre of games on Game Pass is anything that has the word simulator in it. Because it's always... They're very silly games. (laughs) Very silly. Oh, my gosh. Dude, you just... I just I feel anxious from even remembering playing <laughs> Deer Simulator right now. Uh, what else? What else is going on, Vector?
2: Well, that's about it. I've been trying to get caught up on some things that I was behind on, and I finally got a chance to watch the behind the scenes of Shang Chi, which is the series oh, yeah. on Disney Plus called Assembled, and mm-hmm. they go behind the scenes of all of the Marvel stuff. Um, the uh, what's it called? The um, WandaVision episode. is really good. But this Shang-Chi episode, I'm going to put up there with the WandaVision one as one of the best. Really? I was, I was messaging Mark earlier and telling him that you got to watch this one. This is one of the best ones because they go from not only was it, you know, just the regular behind the scenes of the movie. And that's always interesting. But they were doing it in the middle of COVID. They got shut down. And then they were like one of the few films that were allowed to to start back up again. And so they kind of had to deal with that. And being the first Asian director and superhero in the Marvel Universe, it was kind of interesting um, seeing all of that stuff in the background of what was going on. So I, I very much enjoyed the assembled episode.
0: Dang, I forgot that that was there. I've been keeping an eye out for it. And then I saw it was there and I said, yes, I'm going to watch this and then immediately forgot. And have continued to forget until you just mentioned it.
2: (laughs) Well, I don't like the way that they do their watch list on Disney Plus because I'll add stuff on there and completely forget it's there. It's not like Netflix, where as soon as you put it on your list, you see it right away. There's like a whole thing. And and Hulu has the same. It's like my list for Disney Plus. It's like off to the side. It's like out of sight, out of mind to the point where I don't even remember. There is a list on there.
3: Or like the continue watching is like three or four down from like the top of the page too. So
0: Yeah, I think the the whole user interface of Disney Plus really leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah. But at least it's not HBO Max which is the worst user Whoa. interface, in my opinion. <laughs> I hate using HBO Max. <clears throat> All right. Well, well good on you. Good on you, Vector. Excellent, excellent update. Now, let me tell you about what I've been up to, boys. Well, aside from the obvious, which we're going to save for the very end of updates, my big thing, and I've been telling Vector about this as I go. I don't know if I've talked to Marco about it yet, but I subscribed to this new service Uh, called uh, RTX GeForce, or excuse me, NVIDIA RTX GeForce Now. It is a very complicated name, and I might not not even be saying it correctly. (laughs) GeForce Now, G-E-F-O-R-C-E Now, on the RTX tier from NVIDIA. That's what I've been doing. Now, I would assume most people out there might be familiar with this, but uh, just in case you're Mark or... Somebody who doesn't play video games, <laughs> let me tell you. Mark play. Mark plays video games. I'm, I'm talking about the listeners who don't play video <laughs> games. Let me tell you about this service. So if you want to do PC gaming, typically you need to buy a gaming PC. Correct? Correct. And now the, the top tier, the... The, the same status as the Xbox Series X or the PlayStation 5 for PCs is you want a video card, the RTX 3080, which is a card, a, a graphics card, that is terribly difficult to get because of obviously the shortages to do with COVID, the chip shortages, supply shortages in general, not to mention when they are made available for sale. People who snatch them up online, bots. You know the the same way people are snatching up PlayStation Fives and Xbox Series Xs. And if you you can probably still find one, they're probably readily available, but for considerably over retail. And if you're made of money, you're doing two things: you're buying that RTX 3080, and you're spending that twenty five thousand dollars on that No Way Home ticket <laughs> of yours. But anyway, so Nvidia, the manufacturer. Of This video card and plenty other video cards very a very common maybe even the most common video card Manufacturer out there came out with a service very similar to stadia mark Which is you pay a subscription service And or you you pay them for a subscription. It is ninety nine dollars for six months And what it is is a, a streaming video game service similar to stadia but the difference between that is that it is emulating the top tier graphics that the 3080 card is capable of doing you know that obviously rendering uh, higher textures higher frame rates giving you all the ray tracing everything that you would need in your computer or you would expect your high end gaming computer to do but not actually having to have one because you can stream it from your macbook air you could stream it from your regular old computer, like I'm doing. You can stream it from if you got a Chromebook or an internet, uh, a TV with internet access. You can pretty much stream it anywhere. How it works is you sign in to your NVIDIA account, and then from there you sign into your Steam account or your Epic Game Store account or your Ubisoft Plus account, and you purchase your games and you stream the games and play them. And I've been testing it with a game that is supposed to look pretty darn good on a 38. It's a game called Control, which I think Factors played. Did I you have, play that game?
2: I've played it and I've beaten it. I have not played the DLC yet. Okay, so
0: I did the 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 newer edition with all the DLC. Um, and I tried streaming it from the house, and it plays flawlessly nice. for me.
2: Yeah.
0: I have not experienced any sort of hitch. The, the problem you can have with these streaming games, Mark, is that if obviously you're you're not playing them locally you're playing them from a server off the cloud so it really is coming down to the internet that you have but the service is boasting that it works better than stadia and it works well on almost all internet services and providers that's like their real key selling point outside of getting those great graphics is that they're touting that this this is this is the premier game streaming service now that's all well and good. The internet in my house is is fine. There's, It's not like super great, but it's not terrible. But it works perfectly for everything that I need it for. So the the real test, which I was talking to Vector about, was taking my laptop to Sedona, where I was this last week. Again, we'll talk about that in a minute. And testing the service. So I checked into my hotel, the Hilton, at or in Sedona, after I was done doing what I was doing, again, which we'll talk about. I hooked up the computer, got started on the internet, and booted up the service. And let me tell you, Vector, on crappy hotel internet—at least I would assume it's crappy—I didn't think to check the up and down on it. I should have did that first, but it still worked perfectly. Hey. I did not have any sort of issue, no hitches, playing this game. And I put and I sat there and I played Control on my computer from the cloud in a hotel in a different state where I usually live, and. I was thinking to myself, I was like, this service is really great. There's, there's a lot of games on it. There's not all, there's maybe like a dozen games specifically for the RTX 3080 portion, but there's still tons of games that you can download more than I could even possibly list and play. And I was thinking to myself and somebody was saying this on a podcast I listened to. It was the DLC podcast, friend of the show, DLC podcast where one of the co-hosts was saying, maybe he doesn't even need to get his Steam Deck, the, the portable gaming system that uh, Valve is putting out because if this RTX service works, why do I need a portable computer if I can just connect to the internet? And I was really thinking about that this week, you guys, but I've I've been having a really good time with that service. So I would say if if it's something you're interested in, if you wanna get into PC gaming, but you're too scared, to to commit to a gaming PC. And of course you can afford the the fee. Um, it's not, I wouldn't call it cheap. I wouldn't call it super expensive either, but you know, 100 bucks is 100 bucks. but if it's something that you could swing, I think it's worthwhile. I think it's a, a pretty, a pretty good service. So that's my recommendation of the week actually is the Nvidia GeForce now. Check it out, everybody. Nice. Um, I also, just like Mark, Attempted on Spider Monday, which was really Sunday night, to, to to gain my Spider-Man tickets, and I absolutely wanted to kill myself trying to do that. I tried to, to get my tickets through Fandango, uh, which was, the, the app was broken. It was dead. It was like I was walking around with the – like I found a brick or a rock off the ground outside and was like I'm a worse Spider-Man tickets on this rock I found. I can't believe it's not working. It was it was it, terrible. Yeah. Um, and I tried just like Mark I tried for probably about 2 hours to get it to work. Uh, on occasion I would get to the how many tickets. And once I got to select where you want to sit. But never ever did I get past that. And eventually I said, "It's getting too late, man. I gotta, I gotta be up in the morning. Forget it." And I just put the phone down. And I woke up the next morning at five a.m. Not because of Spider-Man tickets, but because my boy has figured out that he can open doors. <laughs> and as soon as he wakes up in the morning, he says, "Bye." He open, he gets out of his room immediately and climbs into bed with us and looks at us and goes, "TV." Like he'll pry my eyes open and be like, "Paw Patrol. Can we watch Paw Patrol, please?" So he woke me up and I pulled up my phone and I was able to buy tickets at five in the morning. And all all the opening night showings were virtually sold out in my area. I couldn't believe it. Um, so I, I did buy tickets for a theater that I usually don't go to. And I pulled the old buy my ticket, buy the ticket next to me, buy the ticket next to me because I do not want people sitting next to me <laughs> at the theater. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing spider-man no way home despite the fact that it almost gave me an aneurysm trying to buy the tickets and i had to pay more than really what i should have to go see the movie uh considering my wife is not going to go see it with me she she has no interest (laughs) in seeing that um but the big event this week, which Mark partook in and Vector partook in, was the wedding of our co-host with the most, Schaff. Uh Shaf got married this week in Sedona to his uh, very beautiful bride, Sarah. And we all visited him, visited him, and met his cute-as-a-button little daughter, Emily Rose. And Shaf even announced that he's having another baby. Well, he announced that already, but he announced the gender of the baby, which I don't think is a secret anymore. He posted it on uh, on Facebook and Instagram. He's having a girl. So congratulations. He's going to be a girl dad. And he thinks he doesn't have time to play video games or watch movies or watch TV now. <laughs> Imagine he's got two. Dang. Uh, How would you guys like visiting Shaf and Sedona?
3: Well, I, th- I thought it was cool that the four of us were actually in the same place at the same time for the first time in real life.
0: That's true. That's true. We you, me, and Vactor have been together several times. Shop is what we call a late comer to this friends group. He's like um he's like Shang chi to the MCU. We'll call it that. He's a late comer and we're the established veterans, but it's either way, it was great. But yeah, it was it was it was fantastic to be there. I'm glad that we all got to enjoy shop's big day. If you go to the Geek So to speak Instagram, which is a geek so to speak pc i think on instagram or maybe it's just geek so to speak podcast i never remember but you can see pictures from Shoff's wedding you can see pictures of all of us we were all there and we had a great time so congratulations Shoff, and shout out to you again on finally losing your virginity fantastic (laughs) okay so now that we've got all the life updates out of the way usually at this time we would get into the corrections for previous episodes but Schaff's not here. He doesn't have the list of corrections. But luckily, on the line with us is the corrections department himself, Mark Vibbert, to tell us all the things that Schaff said wrong I and to it. tell me all the facts <laughs> yeah. that I might find interesting. So uh, we're going to do corrections for – well, um, 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 we did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles last week as a Thanksgiving yeah. roast. And I forget what we did the week before.
3: So I have for episode 179, Ghostbusters Afterlife. That's right. You, and then, yeah, episode 180, the Ninja Turtles 3.
0: I've made it well known on this podcast several times that as soon as we are done recording, everything that has been said is out. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> I I fly very loose with what goes on on this podcast. All right, so just like always, I am unfamiliar with these corrections because I would like to be surprised. Factor might be unfamiliar too. But Mark, take it away. What do you have for episode 179, where we talked about Ghostbusters
3: Afterlife? And now a live reading of the corrections.
0: <laughs>
3: and, and this is where, where Wonder Rob turns into to Jeff W. <laughs> oh, no,
0: no, no, no. I, I keep it cool every
3: week. <laughs> uh, so for episode 179, Ghostbusters Afterlife review, uh, during my corrections segment, Uh, Wonder Rob asked the name of the actual uh, pedophile actor from Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Howard the Duck. That's right. And speaking of Jeff W i mean uh, jk it's actually (laughs) jeffrey jeffrey jones
0: oh my gosh jeffrey
3: Jeffrey jones not Jeff
0: w shots fired oh this is gonna (laughs) be good this is gonna be good Uh, jeffrey jones okay got it got (laughs) it i can never remember his name that actor's name
3: you don't need to remember because he's in butterfly Uh, but anyways Uh, During the start of the Geek News section, Schaaf said (laughs) the internet had been broken three times and said the third time was when the second trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home was released. Mm -hmm. However, you two must have forgotten, unlike me and Vactor, about the film based on a true story, Ralph Breaks the Internet, which was released in 2018, which detailed (laughs) the events
2: of the third time (laughs) the internet was broken. You forgot, Rob.
0: (laughs) I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I forgot. You're right. I did forget. Kudos, Mark. Kudos. All right. What else?
3: Uh, The next one. Wonder Rob asked who would win in a fight between Harry Potter and Iron Man. Yes. So most of the spells Harry uses are defensive as opposed to offensive spells. Uh, Harry would most likely use a protection spell as well as could use Felix Flesis, which is also called liquid luck. A potion that makes the drinker lucky for a period of time during which everything they attempt would be successful. So with all this, I would say that Harry would win within a fight against Iron Man.
0: Now, let me ask you this. I believe I put the stipulations where they they meet each other and they fight. Does Harry have enough time to cast these spells and drink his potion before Iron Man's little shoulder things go whoosh, <laughs> and hit him? Or are you saying that Harry would win a fight, much like Batman, if he had prep time?
3: If he had prep time, or if he had the time turn, he could just go back before that's Iron quick just shot. quick
0: turn the time turner it's like turn ooh, 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 okay yeah. turn the time all right i accept yeah. your answer all right. uh um reluctantly <laughs> i accept it <laughs> shaking his head no he doesn't think it's right that's not right factor no nah.
3: well i'm, I'm also <laughs> the, the only like big harry potter fan that's true of the three of us <laughs>
0: that's true i will defer to your judgment on this that's why i asked you because i knew you knew everything about harry potter I only drink fan of Harry here. Potter,
3: not a fan of JK Rowling. Uh, but moving on uh, a spoiler alert for people that haven't seen Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, well, disgusting, well, disgusting. Well, well, <laughs> discussing. I was, I was thinking of JK Rowling. stuff. So. while discussing the ending of Ghostbusters Afterlife, Rob asked how the OG Ghostbusters had their proton packs. If Egon had taken them like Ray said he did. Yep. During the scene where Ray is talking to Phoebe on the phone, he actually doesn't say that Egon took the proton packs, just that Egon had taken all the ghost traps and the gear related to the ghost traps.
0: Are proton packs or are they not related to the the ghost traps? Because you got to use a proton pack to get the ghosts in the ghost traps. But we'll see i accept i accept your answer but that was definitely one thing i thought i was like how did they get all this stuff when they said he stole it all All (laughs) because they they needed an excuse to get bill murray in that's why
3: and then the the last one for this episode was during the review of ghostbusters afterlife Shoff called paul rudd's character gary gluberson Mm -hmm. which was close, but it's Gary Gruber's
0: (laughs) shop. You idiot. (laughs) I can't believe you shop a fan card taken away. Thank you. Shops movie of the year so far. Ghostbusters afterlife. All right. All right. Shops or back. shaking his head (laughs) over there. He's keeping, see, he knows he's on mic. So he's just letting his silent opinions. (laughs) fly. But I can see him and everybody on Twitch can see him. All right okay great excellent job on those corrections from 179 now do you have you said you have corrections for 180 where all we did was simply roast Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3
3: yeah this there's a far far less for that one because you have some questions about some stuff okay okay uh for the Thanksgiving episode uh this first one's not a correction but a personal note Rob said during the the roast that the movie is not very good yeah uh <laughs> And then I'm just going to say this is only my opinion. This was my favorite Ninja Turtles movie for a very long time. When I, when I was younger, I enjoyed the time travel aspect mixed with Ninja Turtles.
0: Back here's over here nodding his head. You can, you're allowed to speak into the mic.
2: <laughs> Turtles 3 always had a special place for me because of the Japan setting. And that was something that I actually was... Uh, I think I was living in Korea when that one came out, um, but I have lived in Japan. My grandmother is Japanese and um, all of the Japanese cultural stuff is what I loved about that movie. All
0: right. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, you're both wrong, but it's fine. You <laughs> like what you like and that's cool, but you're wrong, but it's fine. <laughs> and, all right, well, and just a.
3: A quick side note of trivia is that the Time Scepter from that, you can actually see it on a shelf in that TMNT animated film. That's technically supposed to be like the fourth film within that. I do remember that.
0: And there's a couple of the things on that shelf, if I recall. There's like Super Shredder's helmet. Yeah. I think the TGRI canister is back there, if I recall. Also. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And then. uh, during the roast, Schaff and Rob asked if the 1991 Adams Family film was produced by New Line Cinema, like TMNT3, was because of the reference to it. Uh, but Adams Family was produced by Paramount Pictures. Mm.
4: Stupid and then, Paramount.
3: <laughs> and then the last one in the wrap out of the episode, Wonder Rob said Animation Fascination was coming back in 2020.
0: Yeah, I know I said that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> when I was editing the video for YouTube, I caught myself. I was like, whoop. I'm going to hear it from Mark. (laughs) He's going to let me know in that.
3: With that, I just said, uh, but I do not, in fact, own a DeLorean complete with a flux capacitor. (laughs) Oh, well, maybe you should,
0: Mark. Ever think of that? Maybe you should. All right. That's it for corrections. I think I got off pretty light this time. Thank you, Mark, for diligently filing through our episodes every week to correct us because we know you love it. It's your lifeblood. <laughs> he, he loves it. It makes him feel good. Is, how, is what he likes. Okay, so let's do this, you guys. Let's take a real quick break to hear from our sponsor this week, which is Anchor. Surprise, surprise. And then when we get back, we're going to get into all the latest and greatest Geek News. We'll be right back.
4: Geek News! News,
0: news 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 all right guys it's time for all the geek news so usually how it works on this podcast you guys is whoever is hosting a particular episode me will start the geek news and the other co-host will start reciting the rest of the geek news back and we volleyball back and forth but we're trying something new we're gonna see whoever's hosting the show just to go over all the geek news for the week in an effort to save time not to smush the content but you know just to make a little easier between the transitions so i'm going to go ahead and get started on that you guys now this week there was a lot a lot a lot of geek news pertaining to spider-man no way home of course we know it broke the friggin' internet because mark and i had terrible times trying to get tickets you know who didn't chime in on that though Factor, did you get your tickets
2: i got my tickets i had you know the easiest time i went to sleep on spider monday night yeah woke up my mom had texted me got you the tickets so she had set an alarm and woke up and bought tickets because i'm actually going to be in texas visiting my mom when the movie is coming out oh yeah so she bought all of our tickets, me, my wife, my dad, everybody, everybody who's going to be there, they're all getting they're all getting in. And I, I I was listening to you guys and I was like, you know, my experience was great. I went to sleep. I was I was catching Z's <laughs> and I woke up and everybody was I saw Rob's tweet and I saw everyone else on my timeline. I better fix this. <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> we're, we're rioting on this and i was like wow they must have had a hard time last night wow i was sleeping like a baby yeah.
0: oh my gosh did did your mom get a ticket for your little boy
2: no so you leave him uh, in the
0: car it'll be fine <laughs> leave the ac dog mode on the tesla <laughs> it'll be fine
2: we're gonna be doing like uh a mark trademark i'm gonna be saying it multiple times on opening weekend. So one time we're going to pass baby Grogu off. He's going to be with one parent and then he's going to be with another one. And we're going to have a good time.
0: I like it. I like your style. All right. Well, good to know. I guess I should have asked your mom to buy my tickets. So <laughs> I didn't think ahead. Shoot. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about uh Spider-Man no way home because there was a lot, like I said, a lot, a lot, a lot of news pertaining to that movie came out this last week. Uh, number one, on the same day, I think it was the same day that all these tickets went on sale and broke records, but I'll, I'll get it more into that in a little bit. Uh, Sony producer Amy Pascal confirmed in an interview with Vandango that Tom Holland, everybody's favorite Spider-Man after Tobey Maguire, but before Andrew Garfield. Did you shake your head? No. <laughs> you can chime up. After. I don't know. <laughs> you I don't, have a microphone. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, Bob's my favorite is Jake Johnson. That's right. Uh, A friend of my wife's, Jake Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sony producer Amy Pascal confirmed in an interview with Fandango that Tom Holland will, in fact, be returning for a future trilogy of Spider-Man movies that will continue to be set in the MCU. But I'm going to touch back on that phrasing in just a sec. Uh, She said, this is not the last movie we're going to make with Marvel. This is not the last Spider-Man movie. We're getting to make more Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland and Marvel. It isn't just part of ellipses we're thinking of this as three films and now we're going to go into the next three this is not our last mcu movie she said Uh, she continued with marvel and sony are going to keep going together as partners now first before i continue on this story does this come to us as a surprise to either one of you that they're going to keep making these spider-man movies with tom holland
2: not me i think they chose him specifically for his age so that he could do 10 movies and the only thing that was in question was his willingness to do it did he want to be tied up for another 10 years because when actors go into these deals whether it's star wars marvel Mm -hmm. any of these multi-picture deals they go in think about like daisy ridley or John Boyega, like, oh, yeah, I love this franchise. I can't wait to be a part of it. That's like the first press tour. And then you get around to the third press tour. Yeah, we made a movie. All right. I'm a, <laughs> we already did it. I'm, I'm already promoting my next movie. Like they, they are done by the time. Like A lot of these guys don't realize how much of a grind it is because in order to get them out every three years or maybe even every two years, you're just constantly making them. You're not stopping. You're not taking a break for the most part. So I think Tom Holland seems to be enjoying his time as Spider-Man and I think that was a good choice by Marvel or Sony. <laughs>
0: How do you feel about it, Mark?
3: <laughs> I was only slightly surprised because of uh, some of the stuff like Tom Holland had been saying at some of the press junkets. sounded like he was uh, more or less done with it, like saying that like the oh next no, film, he... I've got yeah. me
2: knickers in a bunch. Oh no, <laughs> yeah, like... oh, I, I, I need some
4: more gruel, please. I need more money for gruel.
3: But yeah, he was like saying he didn't want to be like in his 30s, uh, playing Spider Man, and, and that they should bring on, uh, or bring in the character Miles Morales. Ooh. I'm going
4: to be in
2: my 30s and be filthy rich from Spider-Man. I'm so old in my 30s. Get used to it, Tom Holland. (laughs) Oh my God. It gets worse. I got bad news
0: for you. You keep getting older, Tom. Oh, gosh. Well,
3: but I do kind of wish that they waited until after the movie came out to say that. Just so there was some kind of uh, suspension of oh, maybe Spider-Man, Tom Holland will die in No Way Home.
0: No. But. No. I mean, Spider-Man Far From Home and Spider-Man Homecoming are both billion-dollar movies. These The only Spider-Man movies, if I'm correct, and maybe you'll correct this next week, Mark, that have made over a billion dollars at the box <laughs> office, That why would they stop doing it? Of course they want to keep him in it. As they're writing the MCU... Tales, it's the most popular thing in movies these days. It's so popular that all the the popular directors of yesteryear are poo pooing the MCU because they're all jealous. I'm saying it, that's right. <laughs> 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 Superhero movies are bad. I do real movies. Check out my movie streaming on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I'm making no money. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here, Martin Scorsese. Anyway, um. Getting back to what I was saying earlier in the beginning of the article, Amy Pascal says, again, specifically, we're getting ready to make the next Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland and Marvel. We're thinking of this as three films, and we're going into the next three. But I've heard a lot of conflicting reports from different news sites that, yes, it's going to be a new trilogy, and no, it's not going to be a new trilogy. It's just three movies featuring Spider-Man. Like how Spider-Man shows up in Civil War or how he shows up in Avengers Endgame, I believe Tom Holland still has one Spider-Man appearance on his contract outside of this deal. I'm almost positive he does. I think he when they when they re-upped the the negotiations last time when we were worried that Spider-Man was going to be out of the MCU, that he was going to get his own solo movie again. So one more film, which is part three, which we're all eagerly anticipating and one more cameo in the MCU, I recall was the deal. And we haven't seen that cameo yet. So it'll be interesting to see where he pops up. Now, moving on from there, the pre-sale game from Spider-Man No Way Home is the biggest since avengers endgame sylvie the dog cameoing in the background uh fandango was reporting via deadline that the first day of pre-sales from spider-man no way home was again the biggest since avengers endgame uh which obviously was the second highest grossing movie of all time close to 2.8 billion dollars worldwide uh deadline also reports that spider-man beat fellow mcu entry black widow's opening sales not that that's some big achievement i guess (laughs) uh in less than two hours that does not surprise me with all the trouble that we that we had even getting these ticks, except for factor (laughs) factor um (sighs) factor i had a thought that i was gonna say and then i got (laughs) mad at you (laughs) (laughs) just now so if it comes back to me i'll get back into it um But that leads into what I was going to say for the next part of this story is Spider-Man No Way Home right now. The press junket is getting ready to start. This movie only comes out in I think two weeks, two and a half weeks. So obviously the press is going to start seeing this movie. And so in an effort to stop spoilers before they get out, Marvel is taking a drastic move, which I, I can't think of if any other movie has done this, but instead of showing the whole movie to the press they're only going to show them 40 minutes of the actual movie within the screenings themselves and then they'll be invited back to see the rest of it later in the week Uh, it's just enough to give journalists context for upcoming junkets and press events Uh, before i continue with this story tell me your thoughts on this guys you think this is a good idea should all should all movie producers and companies and distributors do this for these type of movies?
2: I think they got to lock down some of these leaks that are happening. That's, you know, they don't want people leaking information, but just having if I was a critic, if I was going in for a press screening and they only showed me 40 minutes, I would not be happy, especially if it was my most anticipated movie of the year. So I don't know what that could possibly mean. This 40 minutes is going to just give them context for the, the upcoming, I don't know what they could possibly show and then not show the actual story. I guess they're just showing like, here's all the great action scenes. There's no context (laughs) for this, but there's, it's like a big trailer. There's Spider-Man swinging. Yay. I don't like it, no, sir. <laughs> I don't like it. What about you, Mark?
3: I think they did some similar for Endgame with uh, critics for press screenings for that. But this sounds kind of like similar, at least for um, for what I've seen. For like, there's a like a few Pixar websites that I follow for like when a new Pixar movie comes out, and they invite people up to the the campus there sure. they usually show them like 30 to 40 minutes of the film there in their theater to kind of give them context for their press junkets that they do there so it almost seems just similar to that and they're probably also doing it after that whole issue with Eternals or that that one dude that came out of that and pretty much wrote about one of the the end tag scenes and like who was in it in like a headline like a week or two before that movie came out
0: that's a, a really good point my wife while she has no interest uh she has a very passing interest in the mcu she'll watch some stuff but she's definitely not like us where she has to see every little thing and consume and consume and consume content but she knew about harry styles spoiler for eternals just in case anybody doesn't know this but she knew about harry styles cameo weeks before me she told me That this was common knowledge uh, to just casual people in the MCU. She said people were posting uh, cell phone videos, like on TikToks and stuff like that, before the movie even premiered. What? And she's like, yeah. Uh, Because she always, here's the routine. I'll go to see an MCU movie. She'll come back. She'll say, all right, tell me about it. So she can still know. She's like, I just want to tell me what you thought. Tell me what the plot was. And then I'll tell you if I want to watch it. And so I started telling her about the end credit scene. And she goes, let me stop you right there. I know it was Harry Styles. <laughs> I know it happens. And she told me how. Yeah, I knew, I've i known this for weeks. I didn't want to say anything to you. <laughs> oh, I was like, well, dang. So, yeah, I mean, the, the way this reads to me is they're getting 40 minutes of this movie. So. The way I interpreted it is that they're going to sit down and they're going to get the first 40 minutes of the movie and then they're going to cut the film and they're going to say, okay, time to leave instead of just clips of the movie. And you know what that means? We're going to have to wait 40 minutes until we see Toby Maguire <laughs> and Andrew Garfields in this movie. So 40 minutes and then the the material we all want confirmed, I think. I think this was a backhanded way to confirm what we all really want to know. <laughs> All right, so moving on, guys. We're shifting gears. We're going to talk about video games. Uh, this is a a story that broke today, although this this happened months ago, but this didn't really become public until today. And I'm really interested in hearing uh, your guys' thoughts on this. Uh, it Takes Two is a, a a fantastic game. It's a co-op game uh, by an indie company, um, Haze, Light, Haze Light Studios is what they're called. They made, what was that other game they made, Vector? It, um, it was a prison game, it's Prison Escape. A Way Out. A Way Out, yes. And I remember hearing about that game too. That was another co-op game where you're escaping from prison. Um, anyways, this game took the world by storm this year. It's nominated for tons of Game of the Year nominations, uh, including the Video Game Awards. And more than likely, it's going to be up for a geeky, the most important award shows every year for Game of the Year um definitely recommend playing it try it if you if you have somebody to play this game with you should play it because it's a great game but here's the story the game's called it takes two but it was struck with a trademark claim before it's released earlier this year from the developer take two saying you can't trademark the words takes two in context with it takes two. So it takes two actually doesn't have a trademark right now, you guys, because take two were being bullies. And it turns out that they've been doing this for a while. Uh, rockstar is the owner of take two. If you didn't know that rockstar games, uh, famous for grand theft auto, red dead redemption, bully, etc. Uh, but the U.S. Patents Office showed that <laughs> Take-Two Interactive is they, – they're they are behind tons of filings to contest names of video games connected with the word Rockstar, Social Club, Mafia, Civilization, uh, in- including a Beijing company's trademark of the brand Star Rocks. The, the name of a clothing brand called Max Fane – that's too close to Max Fane. No, no, no. Uh, numerous restaurants, tattoo parlors, and other small businesses who have used the word "rock star" in their name think like a rock star. A brand behind music books for live performances abandoned its trademark after it takes two, or excuse me, Take Two's legal claims. And there's a company called Rockstar Axe Throwing, which is a Florida-based axe throwing company trying to oppose Take Two's trademark grabs. Uh, but they're of course caught in a messy series of extensions and challenges. Uh, this is a very silly story to me, but I'm, I'm curious to hear your guys' take. Mark, what do you think about this? Is, that, is it too close? Is It Takes Two too close to take two? Whose side are you on? And this is like Civil War. Think Captain America versus Iron Man. Whose side are you on?
3: I don't know. That almost feels like a super general phrase where like nobody should be able to copyright that one way or the other.
0: I would agree. Uh, it reminds me a lot of a few years ago on YouTube, it, the, the Fine Brothers, I think is their name. They do all the like children react, elderly react, teens react, all the react videos that are still going oh, yeah. on. And they tried to copyright the term react and hold it against people who use the word react in their, their YouTube videos. And I don't think that went through. or I think it did and then got re- redacted. If I recall something like that, again, maybe Mark will have more information on that for us next week. But it reminds me a lot of that issue that came up a few years ago. What about you, Vector? Whose side are you on?
2: I think this is ridiculous. It's preposterous. It's outrageous. It's egregious. (laughs) This is not something that they should be copywriting. And it's foolish. (laughs)
0: <laughs> your your Jackie Child's impression was pretty good, but it rem- it reminds me of like if you were named Tommy and you were and you were doing it. I don't know why the name Tommy just came to my mind, but if you were named Tommy and you were doing that impression, that's what it sounded like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, I agree that this is that's a very very silly thing to have come out and it blows my mind that this game that is so popular that's taking the world by storm, taking these award ceremonies by storm, doesn't even have a trademark on it so very very interesting indeed uh moving on to our last geek news story of the day this one also just came out today and i'm interested in hearing your take in 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 particular mark but i'll get back to why i want mark's opinion in this sony is planning an expansion of the playstation plus uh, merging with the ps now and adding classic game support so According to a new report from Bloomberg's Jason Schreier, Sony has major plans to revise its PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now subscription services in a new project codenamed Spartacus. Uh, From the information that Schreier is given, or Schreier, sorry, friend of the show, but I'm messing up his last name for sure, Uh, Sony would be merging these two services into a new version of PlayStation Plus that offers three tiers. The first tier would remain the same as the current PlayStation Plus. The second would add a large catalog of PlayStation 4 and eventually PlayStation 5 games. And the third tier would have all that stuff, but also add extended gaming demos, game streaming, and classic PlayStation 1, 2, 3, and PSP games. Now, before I move on, uh, this is very similar to Game Pass, except Game Pass doesn't have tiers. No, Game Pass does have tiers. It just has two, though. It's just Game Pass and Game Pass with Xbox Live. But the Game Pass with Xbox Live lets you stream your games from the cloud. So I guess it, depending on how you see things, that could be an extra value. Uh, but the why I wanted Mark's opinion on this is because Mark listens to me and Vactor day in and day out. Talk about video games. Talk about Game Pass. Talk about the things we're playing for the low low subscription price. But I'm curious if that's a service that Mark would be interested in. If it was on PlayStation, would you subscribe to this, Mark?
3: Um, I would probably end up paying for a subscription for it. Uh,
0: <laughs> I know where this maybe, is going.
3: Maybe, maybe not for my myself in this household. Uh, but at, although, if it did have a lot of like the PS One, PS Two, PS Three games on there too. It might um, make it enticing, just because there's a lot of games from those systems that I remember playing and liking a lot. Uh, but my 16 year old son, he, he wants to go into video game development, so oh. it would almost be like a like a research, a little thing history for him. lesson on what yeah.
0: not, how not to make video games look <laughs> anymore. Um, I think it's interesting. I, I didn't grow up with playstation i mean obviously i'm a little older than the generation of kids whose first gaming systems were playstations uh so is vector and so are you mark but it was always nintendo 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 and then when the next gen consoles came out it was nintendo and not even i had a Sega dreamcast but very briefly But then moving on to Xbox. So the PlayStation games I never had. I had an N64 at the time. And I would remember going into like Blockbusters, Mark. Mark loves Blockbusters. Um, And going through the N64 games. And there weren't a lot of N64 games. But I would pick a game I want. And then I'd go walking through the PlayStation games and seeing all those games. And flipping the back and looking at them and being like, man, these games look so cool. In particular, there was a game called Spawn based on the spawn comic books. And I was so jealous that I never got to play that game. But in hindsight, looking at it now, the game looks like total trash garbage, dumpster fire, poo-poo. And so I'd be really interested in seeing how well these games hold up if I do get all this backwards compatibility. But now here, let me give you a little bit of tidbit, because a lot of people out there are saying, oh, this is this is going to be the Game Pass killer. Sony's back, baby. Xbox nerds, you got nothing now. It's all PlayStation all day, all the time. But what the Game Pass is, obviously, it's a lot of uh, older games, a lot of current games, but a lot of day and date releases like Halo Infinite coming out in in a week, in about a week maybe even less as of recording this, highly anticipated game, maybe even the most anticipated game of 2021, day and date, and all I'm paying is that subscription service. But that's not happening with this PlayStation service. Sony has no plans to include its exclusives like God of War Ragnarok or Gran Turismo 7 on this new service. Uh, Instead, this would no doubt be a stronger push for getting more And high quality, excuse me, more high quality games out there just in general on the PlayStation and perhaps more older PlayStation exclusives. And again, that's coming from EGM. Um, So, despite the fact that you won't get any major releases down the line, potentially there's potential to get them because it says PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 games will be included, but it's not going to be day and date. So I think a lot of people need to read the fine print on this, but I still think it's a pretty neat service. And I I'd probably sign up just to try the, the PS1, PS2, PS3, and PSP games. But demos in particular, I think would go a long way because demos have are the way of the dinosaur. Very rarely do you find demos for games. Uh, I, can't, I can't even think of the last game. Resident Evil village i think had a demo but before that i don't i can't think of any games that had a demo so just for like the idea of getting to demo games that are playstation only first i think would be fantastic um but yeah i'm looking forward to this i'm looking forward to this and i'm glad you guys are too and i'm glad mark is committed to spending his money we all heard it uh-huh. he's going to do it all right speaking of to this
3: episode it... oh. patrick
0: <laughs> no 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 patrick let me tell you about doing it We're going to take a break so all three of us can do it. And then when we get back, we're going to get into the first three episodes of Hawkeye. Disney Plus is Hawkeye. So let's take a break and tell you, listener, where you can find us on social media. And then when we get back, we're going to get right into it. We'll be right back. Hey, gang. Wonder Rob here. And Shof's here too. We're taking a short break from all the geek news to let you know where you can find us on social media. That's right. Find us on Facebook at Geek So To Speak Podcast and join the Geek Nation. It's the best way to stay up to date on all the latest geek
2: news and extra stuff we don't get to cover on the show.
0: You can also find us on Instagram at Podcast and Twitter at PC. Also, if you want to suggest a topic for geek news, a review, or even a geek movie torture, you can email us at Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe if you're not already subscribed and leave us a nice review for a sexy shout out on the show. Thank you so much for listening. Same geek time. Same geek channel. And we're back. I get to do it like shop. He always gets to say that me this time, you guys, me Hawkeye, the latest entry into, uh, marvel's phase four is out on disney plus the first two episodes came out last week of course we didn't get to talk about it because we pre-recorded an episode for thanksgiving but now the first two episodes are out the third episode is out and so we're halfway through the season so we're going to give you our halfway impression points of marvel's disney plus now Like I said, this is phase four of the MCU, you guys. So this phase, of course, we've got Black Widow. We've got Shang-Chi. We've got the Eternals. We've got WandaVision. We've got Loki. We've got What If? And we've got Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And coming in, bringing up the rear for 2021 is Hawkeye. Full transparency. I have not been shy about this. On the podcast, but just in case you guys don't remember, probably my least anticipated show that they announced. But that might be turning around for me. Might I said it might be. But we're three episodes in. Right now, this the show's standing pretty well on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got over a 90%, or no, I think it was 90% on Rotten Tomatoes last time I checked. Um, and I'll double check that in a second. Usually I have this prepared, but not today, baby. Flying by the seat of my
4: pants.
0: (laughs) So, before we get into the nitty gritty of it, obviously we're going to spoil the first episodes, or the first three episodes of Hawkeye. Uh, Keep an eye out on the YouTube page for semi-spoiler free reviews of the episodes from Mark and from Vactor. Uh, Again, in video form. Can't beat that. But, first and foremost, let's, uh, let's just go down the line. Vactor, tell me Before we talk any major spoilers, just let me know. Are you enjoying this series? And what was your anticipation level before it started?
2: Yes. Now that we're at the halfway mark, I can say that I am enjoying this show to a great extent. The first two episodes I liked. I wanted to see what was next. Now, this third episode, I'm really into it. And I had a mild level of expectations for it. It wasn't at the bottom of my list. It wasn't at the top of my list, but I knew based on the font and the (laughs) logo from the D23 announcement that they were trying to go. There was some type of influence from the Matt Fraction and David Aha Mm -hmm. comic book. So I thought this is one of my favorite comics of all time. If they can capture any of that, essence and spirit then this, this is going to be a good show so it was in the middle for me and it's i think it's surpassing my expectations now
0: all right what about you mark where was it sitting for you
2: uh for me i've always liked i think i think i've liked
3: hawkeye a little bit more <laughs> than um some of the, the rest of us uh so i was anticipating <laughs> it uh a bit more than I don't know if it was like at the top of the list, but it wasn't, it also wasn't like at the bottom of my list either. And I had, uh, Vector had recommended the Matt Fraction comic to me years ago. And I read that first My Life as a Weapon volume of it back then. So when I had heard about this and I saw like the typography that they were using for the logo, it had got me excited for it, um, presumably kind of being heavily influenced by that storyline. So that's why I was looking forward to it a lot. And I'm a big fan of Haley Seinfeld as well. Uh, She was great in Bumblebee.
0: What's the deal with Bumblebee? (laughs) Haley Seinfeld.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You get it, you
0: guys. Play on words. (laughs) Continue. Sorry, if I keep doing Seinfeld impressions over what you say, Mark, I apologize. Just keep it going.
3: No worries. Uh, but then I've I also picked up the Omnibus What's the recently. deal with bow and
0: arrows? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all right, continue. I'm sorry, Mark. I'm sorry.
3: No worries. <laughs> uh, and I've been I've been. Why do that... they
0: call him Pizza Dog? I mean, if he's a dog, why is his name Pizza? <laughs> i'm sorry mark mark i'm sorry i don't mean to keep talking over you i promise i promise i promise
2: that was the third one it always comes in threes
0: (laughs) it's true rule of comedies three everybody i'm done i'm done now mark please i swear i swear i'm done doing seinfeld impressions keep it going
3: this is a live recording of 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 rob trolling me
0: i don't even remember what you were saying
3: (laughs) but yeah i mean i am enjoying hawkeye and i especially like this third episode the most out of the the first three episodes
0: okay good 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 now um you mentioned vector the the run that this is based on in the comics now i'm seeing it all over the place And again, full transparency, I'm not super duper familiar with Hawkeye in the comics. He's never really been a character that I've been super drawn to. But everybody's saying this run is so great. This is the definitive Hawkeye run. But isn't there a little bit of controversy based on the art and the the production of this show?
2: Yeah, so the way that Marvel does, and DC's the same way, they're The writers and the artists are contract workers. So once they're, they put out the work, they don't retain the license or the rights to any of that material, any future payments, anything that is made off of their work, they don't get paid for it. So this is um, not something that's a new issue, but it was brought to light because I think so much of the show is taken from that comic. And even to the point where, like Mark said, the typography, the title cards, mm-hmm. all of that look and design is specific to that artist. Um, And people were kind of upset because Marvel wasn't even putting his name in the credits, number one. And then he was tweeting. He was like, "Um, I'm okay with you guys not putting my name in the credits, but can you just pay me? And that's oh why uh, Image Comics was formed, because mm-hmm. a lot of the writers and artists got kind of fed up at Marvel and DC, and they said, let's go form our own comic book company, and then it's going to be creator-owned. Everything that the creators make, they're going to get the rights to it. So if there's a TV show, if there's a movie, there's a clothing line, the, the artists get paid. So that's why I like to support Image whenever I can, but, you know, Marvel and DC have these characters that we love. And so it's always, it's hard to get away from the big two, Mm -hmm. but yeah, this is not something that's um, it's not a new thing in the industry. It's been going on, you know, for, since the sixties, right? Like Marvel has always been kind of screwing over the artists and writers for the most part. Um, but this one in particular because it was so heavily influenced it was very strange it felt kind of weird that marvel wasn't giving him more credit um david he's from spain david aha is his name
0: interesting and if it is so commonplace within the comic book book industry i wonder if there's just like an unspoken like agreement that this is going to happen with artists or if they go in with expectations like if they do anything they're going to credit me on this <laughs> or if it's in like the fine print of their contracts you know what i mean yeah it's it's sort of tough because i can see it from both ends but obviously you know this artist was the creative force behind the entire look and it's being i've seen the comparison pictures almost directly page from page for page for these comparisons being adapted to the the tv screen and yeah. so he's the brain that came up with it. So I can certainly appreciate his argument, but thank you for explaining that to me because I, I could hear rumblings about it, but I was like, I can't wait to Vector's on so he can tell me all about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're three episodes in uh, the basic premise that we're, we're looking at so far is that you've got Haley Seinfeld as Kate Bishop, <laughs> the, uh, the daughter, <laughs> I'm going to keep calling her Seinfeld this whole time. Um, the daughter of, oh, shoot, I forget what her mom's name is in this. Oh, gosh. Let me see, pull it up on the IMDb here uh, while that's loading up. Uh, rich spoiled brat daughter. And it's it starts out with a flashback in 2012 of her talking to her mom and her dad, who I'm positive. I don't have a confirmation on this, but I'm positive her dad played Shrek in <laughs> Shrek the Musical on Broadway. <laughs> I'm almost positive that the same person, Mark, you're going to have to look into that for me. Um, it's the, it's the eyebrows and the eyes. Like, I was like, is that friggin' Shrek? And, and I only know that because that's my wife's favorite or one of her favorite Broadway musicals. And she always puts it on, it's on Netflix. I think she puts it on for our boy. Um, Anyway, so flashback to 2012, where the aliens start invading on the attack of New York. And we get an outside look at Hawkeye doing his patented, I'm going to jump off of something backwards and shoot my arrow, which he does about 12 times in this show already. And so she is inspired. She says, I got to learn. I got to
4: learn to bow and
0: arrow. Mom, please let me learn. Dad's dead. But can we? Can you put me in karate and give me a bow and arrow, please? And then cut to present day. She is 22. She's in college. She's uh, she's she's a prodigy at the bow and arrow. Not to mention karate and sneaking around, sneaking around underground auctions <laughs> and not getting caught, uh, dodging bullets. Anything that you could you would think a girl Hawkeye would do, she can do. And she happens to find herself up against the Ronin costume from. Avengers Endgame, which is shown once and then never talked about again in (laughs) Avengers Endgame. You're like, look at Hawkeye, he's so cool with the tear cut and wiping that blood off the sword in between his forearm and his bicep. He's so cool. She, She gets into this underground auction and she sees that this costume's being there. And of course, she's there investigating the person who's threatening her mom. And long story short, an explosion happens. The tracksuit mafia comes in and she says, this is the perfect time for me to steal this. I'm just going to put, I'm going to take off all my clothes and then put this on and get out of here. Nobody caught her. (laughs) And she finds the sword and she, she kicks butt. And now they think the Ronin is back. The Ronin that hasn't been seen for years is back. And chaos ensues from there. Hawkeye finds out about it, tracks her down and is trying to help clear her name. And that's where we're at basically. The third episode introduces a special character but we'll talk about that. But uh let's start with Mark. Mark, what what's your favorite things about the show? It's fair to say you're liking the show, right? You're enjoying yep. the show. Okay. Tell, tell yeah, me tell me like, what's what's really, <laughs> <yeah>, bro? <laughs> mark and his (laughs) bros man he said before i could even watch the second episode he was bro 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 broing me the whole time and i was like i don't know what you're doing (laughs) Uh, what what's sticking out to you what are the some highlights of this show for you mark uh
3: one of the the most recent things from the third episode that i liked a lot i actually talked about it a little bit in the video for the episode three Mm -hmm. was there's this really long winner shot that's like a 360 that just continuously follows them Mm -hmm. um this is this was also like one of the issues of of the comic as well uh where they're like in this huge car chase with the the tracksuit mafia Uh, but that shot in particular i don't know if you've seen children of men i know factor has but there's
0: a two of them right now (laughs) i got you (laughs) you. (laughs) but
3: there's a there's a very similar shot in, in that movie where it follows the characters and it's inside the car and goes into this like 360 shot Mm -hmm. so i like the kind of like the stylistic choices that the show is doing with that um and i like the i i got a good laugh out of the rogers the musical stuff there in in that first episode let's talk about rogers the
0: musical you guys now i am a musical fan i i make no secret of this i met Schaff doing musical theater it's just something that i like but let me tell you i had a really hard time watching <laughs> rogers the musical it was i don't like using this word because it's such a stupid word to me and it reminds me of <laughs> it makes me think of the simpsons where homer's dad there's a flashback to young homer and and homer's Dad is talking to him and says, I used to be with it. I used to be hip. It'll happen to you. (laughs) Every time I hear people use this word, but I have to use it, it felt, it made me feel so cringy. (laughs) I hate that word. Just watching it, man. The, the dancing, the, I could do this all day. But, but I think that point. was the point. Yeah, yeah I, I think was that was the point. That had to have been the point because it was really getting to me, man. And <laughs> the Ant-Man, I was like, Ant-Man wasn't even there. But they make a big point of that. Um, but I bet I bet you guys loved it. You loved that musical, you guys, didn't you?
3: Didn't oh, yeah. You? yeah. And Shaw pointed out to us in the, in the Discord is a bunch of the people that are performing in that musical are big uh broadway stars performing like the different parts in that like in particular the adam pascal plays like one of the new yorkers Mm -hmm. during that musical number but i i had a question of like how do people in the world of the the mcu know uh, captain america's catchphrase of i can do this all day did like he say that a lot like in other stuff It's like
0: whenever he's doing his his uh, press junkets or interviews or whatever that's like that's just a thing he says
3: yeah like when I you could did do those this all DSAs day in spider-man
0: yeah i could do this all day so you got held from detention you probably thought to yourself <laughs> i could do this all day <laughs> this little wink to the camera or something like that he said it he said his catchphrase say the line bart that's what's going on oh my gosh uh okay what about you vector what are some uh key things that are standing out to you these first three episodes that are really that are really tickling your funny bone or just making you enjoy it in general
2: well actually this episode three that we just saw this week Mm -hmm. i think the action stepped it up because the first two episodes now i'm a big martial arts fan now that's why i loved shang chi I love when they can get the stunt work so good that it looks like you know the actual actor is is doing their own stunts. The stunt doubles look like they're they could actually be in a fight. The first couple episodes were a little rough for me, especially with Kate Bishop, um, Haley Steinfeld's stunt double. Is it wasn't really believable to me, and I'm I'm like this with Black Widow and and all the. Uh, Marvel movies I like the stunt work to be on point so Mm -hmm. I think the action was a little bit better the fighting was a little bit better in this third episode and then it was finally getting to the point where something interesting was happening as far as like what was moving the plot forward and then the introduction of the new character and Mm -hmm. the tease of who we think is behind it all which
0: yes Let's talk about it because that's all I want to talk about. (laughs) Or like, what what's been what's been really driving my interest lately is there are these rumors all over the internet that the the big return, the big reveal of this series. Mark, am I going to spoil something for you? I hope you know this. This is (laughs) these are rumors, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) That the Kingpin is going to be making his return, played by Vinny D. That's right, Vin Diesel. He's coming back. Uh, to be v- shocked, <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio is making his his grand return as the kingpin because the character that was introduced in this week's episode was Echo, a character very similar to Daredevil. Um, not blind, but deaf. In the comics, she has a sort of sonar abilities similar to Daredevil. But I feel like. Isn't it? Isn't it, isn't it? She's also like Taskmaster, where she can yeah. mimic what she sees. Yes, she's that a perfect.
2: Right? Yeah, she's a perfect mimic.
0: Okay, and so that's like I said, only a passing knowledge of this character. But, but to my understanding, just like in the show, that her uncle in the comic books and in this Matt Fraction run of Hawkeye is said to be the Kingpin. That's a big plot element of the comic books. And so, what better way? to bring the Kingpin back into the MCU than this show. And it's also leading into all these rumors of Matt Murdock slash Daredevil coming back into the MCU because Echo's getting her own series and Daredevil is uh, prominently featured within her series.
2: That's also something like what Mark said about Spider-Man. I kind of wish they had not announced the Echo series because you already... When you know that she already has a series coming out, it's like, okay, she probably is going to become either an anti-hero or just straight-up hero, because why would they give her her own show? We know that she's going to stick around. We know that she's going to be, like, not killed off or not um, thrown away in in this show. So I kind of wish they had left a little bit, like the Tom Holland thing, a little bit of mystery, um, but... Now, when I saw her, I was like, oh, yeah, that's the girl that's getting her own show. I told my wife, um, but <laughs> this is babe, the first thing up.
3: that she's ever done, too.
0: That's right. That's right. I was reading that and she's deaf in real life and she's also an amputee in real and life.
2: This is the second um, deaf actor after the Eternals um, in the MCU.
0: Good on Marvel for their being all inclusive. Uh, representation matters. Um but I really oh, liked her performance. I'll
2: um continue. a little bit of comics insight into Echo. Yes.
0: yes. So
2: she was introduced in in the middle of the uh Bendis Daredevil run which I would highly recommend. One of the best stories of all time, one of the best runs of all time. Doesn't matter if you know if it's if it's Marvel, DC, if it's Daredevil, if it's Spider-Man, any of all time the brian michael bendis daredevil run from start to finish is fantastic oh, yeah. right right in the middle of there uh david mack came in and he did like a a one arc story arc um in the middle of bendis's run and that's when he created echo mm-hmm. um bendis then took her and put her um in new avengers which he was also doing and rob was reading new avengers when this was coming out, um, when we were back, when we were working a Hollywood video, yeah, that new Avengers run is really good, but he put her in the Ronin suit. He created the Ronin identity for her. And then later Clint Barton becomes him in the comics. So in the comics, it's flipped as who gets the suit first. And it was a whole uh, thing. I don't want to necessarily spoil it for Mark. Cause I was telling him he should, he should read that, mm-hmm. um, that new Avengers run, but also in the current, more recent comics she got the phoenix for so echo what got the <laughs> phoenix. oh
0: man she got the fetus force. <laughs> <This is crazy. laughs> uh,
3: i might need you to find those comics for me
0: yes vector has a knack for finding comics yeah put that put that daredevil bendis run on my thing on my thing too or actually i can just check comixology unlimited well, i'm sure it's on, see, see that- it's on there see it's on there
2: that run made me a Daredevil fan. I did not like Daredevil growing up. I don't know if you had this the same way. Um, actually, both of you. The way that I refer um, referenced Daredevil in my mind was, oh, he's Spider-Man's friend. They, they're friends. Like I would see him in Spider-Man's books sometimes and
3: mm-hmm. he'd be,
2: but I always thought his powers weren't, were not were kind of lame as a kid. The Bendis run, everybody was telling me it was how great it was. And it's basically like, a gritty crime noir book and it takes daredevil like flips everything that's the run where matt murdoch's identity is exposed by mm-hmm. the kingpin everybody knows who he is and he has to kind of get from out from under that you know that whole um thing kind of like tom holland in, in this spider-man that we're about to see but um that whole Bendis run is what made me a daredevil fan. And then it just continued from there. Daredevil is kind of like Marvel's Batman, where every writer that comes on there is kind of like fantastic where after Bendis, then, um, and now I'm blanking on his name, but there was another great writer right after him. There was another great writer right after him. So every time I was like, okay, I can stop reading Daredevil because another guy's coming on. Oh, wait a minute. The next guy is great. The next guy is great. It was like four guys in a row that, and they all had these long runs. They were like 50 to hundred issue runs. So that to me now Daredevil is one of my favorite characters. And so I always say there are no bad characters. There's only bad writers. I think any good writer can turn a bad character into your favorite And I've seen that happen time and time again. So that's
0: a a really great point because coincidentally, I had that same thought when I was watching Hawkeye, when I was getting to the third episode, getting through the third episode of Hawkeye, I was thinking to myself, man, I'm really enjoying this show. Uh, I never said if I was liking the show. Yes, I am liking the show. And I had the exact same thought or a, a version of that same thought that you just said, where I was like, man, I've, he's always been my least favorite character In all these movies, I haven't given a lick about Hawkeye in anything. And then I had the thought, I "I guess it's just the production and who's writing them and the idea that's behind this. Um, It's funny that you say that because I had that exact same thought when I was watching part three. And I I had read some Daredevil comics when we were working at Hollywood Video. Again, that was a character that I wasn't super familiar with. But you gave me some comics because Kevin Smith wrote – some guardian daredevil. devil yes. and there was even i think jay and silent bob cameo within the comic uh, i think maybe um or maybe i'm maybe i just implanted that memory um <laughs> did did you read that run mark the kevin smith daredevil
3: no it's on it's on my oh my list of stuff dang oh we gotta get you that yeah you gotta read that mark
0: kevin
2: smith kevin that's a great justifiably
0: so kevin smith's a friend of the show of (laughs) course um but yes the big rumor that kingpin is coming back and you mentioned not or wishing that they hadn't announced this echo show before seeing echo and i was thinking about it what if like what if you were watching wandavision and you knew that agatha was getting a spin-off series when the first episode came on like yeah there's there's uh there's captain Nan you know babe she's getting her own show called agatha all along i don't really know why but something's going on with her character it's like her yeah.
3: character's not even called agatha in the show <laughs> yeah
0: i don't know but she's in it that's her own show uh yeah that's a really good point that's a really good point but i think it leaked like they didn't i mean they did announce it just before this show started but that that was leaked information that echo was coming out um and what, something I thought was interesting, and I'm curious if either of you noticed this. Again, I'm not super familiar with Echo in the comics, but I know what she looks like. She has that, like, white little handprint yes. on her face. And, I, and they, in the in the flashback, they did that, yeah, right? they had,
2: like, a blood uh, a handprint.
0: Yeah. And I was like, oh, I know what you're up to, Marvel. Nutty, <laughs> Um, But circling back to the Kingpin, for one last thing. So in that flashback scene where, she, where her dad is dropping her off at karate, where she's learning unaki um he says uncle will pick you up and then he steps aside and uncle's in there and it's just a torso in a black suit and you see a hand and he does the old pinch the cheek and he just he gives her one of these (laughs) and i paused it and i was like that's vincent baby (laughs) that's vincent D'Onofrio. turn it back again listen to it he turned up the volume (laughs) i was like that's his voice (laughs) i'm convinced It's Vincent D'Onofrio. And if it's not, it's going to be the biggest upset of all time. Like, remember when you thought Mephesto was going to be in WandaVision? Bigger. Bigger than that. Um, Things that are really standing out for me about this show, uh, circling back to what Mark said, that that one shot, that single shot of that fight, I really liked. Um, There's a whole sequence in this third episode where Hawkeye loses his hearing aid. And so there, there's a communication gap or communication barrier between Kate Bishop and Hawkeye, where they're trying to escape this Russian mafia, this tracksuit mafia, and where they seem to be working a lot better together Where they, when they can't even speak. And she's just going through trick arrows after trick arrows. She's the, what she really wanted to see. All these dumb arrows... And I always said to myself, why does Hawkeye have a, oh, he just happened to have that USB
4: arrow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dumb. It always reminded me of Batman and Robin where they fall into the ice rink and they look at each other and click their heels and then the ice skate. (laughs) Aren't you glad I thought of putting the ice skates in my shoes, Robin? Told you this would come up one day. That's what I always thought about the USB thing. So I, I like that they made a real point. Of being like, look at all these stupid arrows Hawkeye has. There was a suction cup arrow, which made sense because he used it to save himself from the train. Uh, the USB arrow, which was shot at a Russian uh, trap suit guy and did nothing, just bounced off his chest. Uh, there's a goop of foam arrow. Uh, the best of the best, though, and Mark is getting excited, is the, <laughs> the, the, the Pim Tech arrow out of nowhere. Where he says, shoot the, he tells Kate Bishop, shoot it straight in the air, just do it. And he shoots the pimp deck arrow, and this giant arrow comes crashing down, destroying the car, perfectly dropped and going through the bridge. Brilliant. Jeff's kiss. Jeff W.'s kiss.
2: That was the best moment in the show.
0: Uh, What was your favorite? That was my favorite trick arrow. Do you have any favorite trick arrows, Mark? Or did I just say your favorite one?
3: I mean, I I really liked that one. (laughs)
0: yes yes uh i I, th- I thought you did based on how giddy you got i saw <laughs> out of the corner of my eye when i started talking <laughs> about it there were rumors a while back that yeah. um paul rudd was going to be in this show did you guys ever run into those rumors yeah
3: the, i, the, I didn't see that. the director had said that he had wanted to have him cameo in the the series to kind of continue that uh friendship that they've had so far since like civil war yeah and then f- and their this. their
0: antics that you always see them up to, like in in uh, press junkets and stuff like that. Like they yeah. have good charisma, apparently. Um, and I I had that thought when I was watching it because almost every show that's been out so far has had cameos from other MCU characters, and so that feels like that's the norm these days. So I was curious about who who it's going to be. But if it's Kingpin, great. I don't I don't need anything else. Is there a, any? particular standout um actors like do you think how do you think jeremy renner's doing a carrying his own series i mean he's obviously a movie star but he's never he's never started anything i've seen but i'm enjoying yeah. it are you guys enjoying his performance
3: yeah i Dang. think he's doing yeah i think he's doing real he's been nominated for a few oscars uh he? He hasn't, yeah he was in the the hurt locker never with, seen uh, hurt
0: locker he, no Wait, You've... hold on, hold on, hold
3: on. Hurt Locker, that's, is that
0: Marvel's Hurt Locker? <laughs> no. I Nobody don't. has Anthony Mackie <laughs> in it with
3: them,
2: so it's Hawkeye and Captain America. Cut
0: the check! No, I haven't seen the Hurt Locker.
2: You've never but... seen Mission Impossible?
0: I did see that when it first came out.
3: You never seen National Lampoon's Senior Trip?
0: Oh my gosh. Well, let me rephrase. I just want to make clear is <laughs> what I said. I've seen Jeremy Renner in movies. I've never seen movies where he was the lead. And I can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, And Hurt Locker didn't occur to me because I didn't see that movie. Uh,
3: But yeah, I think he's doing a good job.
0: And I. I, At first, just slightly at first, I felt like he was giving a very wooden performance. Like he almost like what's the best way to to say almost like he didn't really want to be doing it. But then as the show kept going it was more like oh that's the character like that's how they're writing him he doesn't want to be there he wants to be with his kids he doesn't want to be doing anything like especially that scene where he's going to the larp the larpers and he's just like people are coming at him with swords and he's like are you freaking kidding me with this <laughs> like people swinging the swords with their full body weight and he's just karateing them like <laughs> get out of get out of here you freaking nerds uh and then he's just begging the guy to kill him and that's when it hit me i was like oh he this is the character he just doesn't really want to be here um but I'm, I'm i'm pleasantly surprised at how he's doing and it's given me a it's given me a lot of hope for this series um but i want to end the conversation with this for a question for both of you because you have a wealth of knowledge on this maybe one more so than the other but how close would you say this show is in comparison to the comic like if you had to give it a percentage how close to the the map fraction one run is the show based on what you've read mark and i know vectors read it from top to bottom
2: yeah i would say this is closer than any other series has been so far you know they're a lot of them they'll take ideas or they'll kind of do the general thing but this one is pretty faithful there's some variations here and there. So I would say so far three issues or three issues, three (laughs) episodes in, I would say by 60%. There's like I said, there's, there's some deviations, but for the most part, it's pretty accurate.
3: Would you agree? I would agree with that because some stuff has flipped like between like the characters of Kate and, Clint from what happens in the the comic, um, and just because like he's divorced in the the comic and doesn't have a family, yeah. So it's like they had to kind of like flip that around.
2: Yeah, and you also have to understand that MCU Clint is not the same as a comic book Clint yeah. Barton. It's he's, an
0: adaptation, just yeah. like anything else is. Yeah. And but,
2: the MCU, but, a lot of yeah, the cool. stuff that I think that you didn't like about Hawkeye is the MCU Hawkeye, like he's not like that in the comics i think he's a lot more likable in the comic and he's a lot more memorable in the actual comics than he is in the, that he has been in the mcu so far okay
3: and i said it a little bit earlier but like this episode 3 is almost almost like a one for one adaptation of that the issue that's called cherry of the the hawkeye comic with that whole car chase Cause that's like the entire issue is the car chase and the trick arrows and everything. So it's almost exactly the same thing.
0: Would you recommend again, since both of you have read it, would you recommend waiting until the Hawkeye series is complete before I dive into that? Because I want to read it. I like go, no, I'm reading it right it. now. Read it now. Yeah,
3: I'm reading it so, at the same time. I okay. was watching the show. All
0: right. And then I know I said last thing, but one more thing popped <laughs> into my head that I just want to, a real quick thing. What'd you think of uh, Kate Bishop drawing Hawkeye's costume and telling him what he should be wearing?
3: I thought that was funny. There, there was also a person in the LARPers that had a similar um, costume that looked like his comic book costume on in that.
4: <laughs>
3: I think it's in that featurette They just released you get a better look at that person, but All right, I'll check I liked that. Out. that I he said notice. that his, his wife would di- would divorce him if he wore something like that. <laughs>
0: I like that they just pointed out that, or Hawkeye pointed out, you see how stupid this thing looks? <laughs> but I really, I know that he's not going to wear that costume. Obviously in the promo materials, he's got a purple outfit, but I still think just for fun, it would be funny to put him in that. Just like you saw Vision dressed as classic Vision, quote unquote, in WandaVision.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to the the next three episodes. Um, I would like to point out that Shoff, our co-host with The Most Who Is Missing, Um, as of recording i don't know if he's finished all three episodes but i know at the very least he watched one and he chimed in with his thoughts on the geek so to speak discord and he said i watched the first episode of hawkeye crap
4: crap (laughs) major
0: crap Uh, he (laughs) he was not impressed he didn't even give it a chance so i'm curious if he how he's going to move forward and how he feels on this. So shout out to you, shop. Be sure to talk about that. When you get back? Uh, but all right, I think that's going to do it for this discussion of Hawkeye. Guys. I
2: have one oh. thing to add. Yes. For both of you.
0: Add it. Do it. For, this is
2: For you. That is the guy from Shrek. His name is Brian Darcy James. I was right. He is from Shrek. The musical <laughs> uh, for for Mark. He was also in ghost town. Oh, nice. And also for Mark, I need to do a live correction because I I cannot believe
0: here comes
2: when you said Haley Steinfeld's name. You're like, yeah, I really liked her. She was great in Bumblebee. She out is great and, and True in. Grit. grit. So, so you didn't say True Grit. That would have been my first thing. And you didn't say Gwen Stacy and Enter the Spider-Verse. You, you went to Bumblebee over those movies. So I'm calling you out, Mark. That's a <laughs> she correction.
0: Was, she was really good in In Between Two Ferns, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's herself.
0: That's the only thing I've seen her in or recognized her. I'm sure I saw her in other stuff. That's you the only thing i recognized her from. You never
3: saw True Grit? and so
0: that's gonna wrap up this episode (laughs) of geek (laughs) so to speak podcast i can't thank our corrections department and our comic book expert vector enough for stepping into phil shop's shoes since he's been gone uh loyal listeners of the show i'm sure enjoy it for new listeners Just so you know, they are featured weekly, both of them. The Corrections Department has his weekly segment called Interview with the Corrections Department, where he gives us his review of something that he is enjoying every week. And Vactor has his segment called Vactor Loves Comics, where he recommends comic books that we should be reading every week. And they are both wealths of knowledge in their fields of expertise, movies and comics. And so we're happy to have you on the show. And we're both, I speak for Shaf and myself, we're both glad for your contributions. Thank you so much for everything you do for the show. We greatly appreciate it. And again, thank you for being here. Now, for the listeners out there, if you're dying to follow us on social media, but not just the podcast, you want to follow us as individuals on social media, well, let me tell you how you can do that. You can follow myself, Wonder Rob. that's W-O-N-D-E-R-R-O-B on Instagram. And Twitter. You can follow our co host, Missing in Action, shop, because he's busy making a third baby at Schaff V O. That's S H O F F V as in voice O, in a, <laughs> o as in over. Schaff, VO. I feel like I, I stumbled it, so I'm going to say it one more time. Shop V O. You can find him on Instagram and you can find him on Fiverr because he is a prolific voice actor he is uh, very much in demand with his voice acting work but if you find him on fiverr fiver com, you can find him for any and all voiceover needs so greatly anticipate or excuse me greatly encourage you checking him out and i anticipate that you'll love his work now mark our corrections department is m-a-r-c-v-i-b-b-e-r-t that's mark with a c everybody on instagram and twitter be sure to keep an ear out for Animation Fascination a name that i have such difficulty saying i don't know why but i my tongue trips over it every time animation fascination uh, it's glorious return in 2022 the podcast all about everything and anything animation coming soon to a podcast player near you but you can check out tons of back episodes which are still up on apple podcasts right mark yep perfect so be sure to check all that out and vector VACTOR on Instagram and Twitter and he is the co-host of the Season's Change podcast co-hosted by friend of the show Jeff W where they're also talking comic books TV and video games but it's a it's a little it's a little more of a loose conversation not quite as formatted but still just as great and definitely recommend it especially if you like hearing one person who loves almost everything he touches and sees and one person that hates Almost everything and everyone, and is always mad. It's like, it's you got your peanut butter and my chocolate. No, you got your chocolate and my peanut butter. Two great tastes that taste great together. That's called Seasons Change Podcast. And then, um, what other podcasts are you working on right now, Vector? I never mention the other ones, I always just mention Seasons Change.
2: Yeah. Well, um, we have a couple podcasts with. Mr. Hunter Camp. I have a Star Wars podcast called Protocol 13 and I have a comic book podcast called Five Years Later and I also have, I'm not going to say on this show right now but I have a couple projects in the works. I have a couple things brewing under the surface and they might just be with the two people on this podcast right now.
0: Spoiler!
2: Spoiler
0: alert! Oh, Are you telling me that we're not we're not officially announcing Oh no 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 this suck is electrical yeah yes, I just... we're just hinting we're hinting at a geek so to speak podcast network that's all we're hinting at. It might not even be real. Uh, but that, that's great that's exciting stuff keep your ears out for all that if you want to reach out to the show you can reach us directly by email at geekso2 to speak podcast at gmail.com if you want to shoot us any information like you want us to review a particular movie geek movie torture a movie any articles you can also find us on anchor anchor.fm slash geek hyphen so hyphen to hyphen speak pretty sure it's just geek hyphen two hyphen or just you know what search geek so to speak on anchor.fm uh, where you can leave us a voicemail if you would so choose if you're not the type to leave us a review on apple podcast or you can always leave a nice monthly donation like like k vector i'm assuming no relation to you vector uh but and, and a couple other nice people who are leaving monthly donations so thank you for that and you can always contribute to that as well you guys have any last thoughts before we get the heck out of here
2: I can't wait to see what Schaaf comes up with next.
3: <laughs> and I was glad that Armand became the third, did not have any back guano on his shoot this time. Ooh.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Schaff will be back for regularly scheduled geekiness. We'll see you next week. Oh, shoot. This is where we usually do the catchphrase, but Schaff's not here. So I want you both to say it. If you can sync it up, let's this will be an exercise in Zoom meetings. I want both of you to say same geek time.
3: Do we do it? Same (laughs) geek. Do we do it? Count to
2: three. Do we do it in the shop voice or do we do it in our voice? Absolutely do it in the shop voice. Go, three,
0: two,
4: one. Same Same geek geek time. time. Same geek
0: channel. Thanks for joining us!
1: You guys are fucking lame. (laughs) When you're on a team with the Hulk and Thor And we're all up there on the movie screen People believe that I'm not quite as tough. Will anyone even notice me? Listen, I've got powers too, and they're pretty sweet. I promise I can do so much more than just archery I'm serious guys I've got a collection of scarves and berets I play trombone in a band. I once got to second base on my Tinder date and my cat has got its own Instagram i tell you now I'll, I kick ass at Mario Kart This year I played an extra in pop art And I can open a pickle jar The freakin' Hawkeye maybe I'm as super as they are So maybe I still haven't lost my virginity But when I bowl, I always score at least 70 After six beers, yes I know about Captain America's strength and the hope becomes a towering man. But I got seventh place in my fantasy league. And I once but dialed short, Claude Van Damme. I tell you now, when I go to Chipotle, I get free walk. I flirt with the cashier, she says that I rock, I own water resistant socks, frickin' hawk, I, maybe I'm as super as they are, maybe I'm